And well, oh, what'd you just say? Nothing. Allegedly. Uh, But welcome back to episode number 27 of. You're supposed to finish my sentence, Continue. bro. This is number 27. I thought you would finish of my sentence. Hour, yeah. To the Jagoff Hour, yeah. To the Hour, yeah, bro. Welcome to the 27th episode. Today, it's me and Icy. We're enjoying some banana bread on Easter. Happy Easter. I have anti-fight announcements. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. so all the fights we talked about in the last episode with uh, myself, Deuce, and young Sam, who you just got introduced to, all of those are scrapped because uh, the Sorry, promoter... Sorry, boys in Belgium. The promoter for the event, um, <clears throat> I suppose his wife was having some medical issues and possibly a surgery on that date, so he had to scrap the event. And um, they also had their announcer uh, recently pass away. So there's a lot going on with the promotion right now. They were trying to just do this show anyways, in spite of all that, but it didn't work out that way. And, you know, it's it's understandable. To be honest, I didn't want to do another kickboxing fight anyways. But now, we're jitsuing. And we're going to fucking, like, I don't know, do jujitsu and karate, and that's it. I do mad karate. You should see my judo chop. <laughs> Wild. I, uh, I hit Rod Tang with it yesterday. Hell yeah. And then he tapped out. But I'm sure. That's neither here or there. Here nor there. I mean, it was there. There. And yesterday. So, yesterday, the JAG and other fellow associates went to a seminar. A Rod Ting Jit Muang Nong seminar. Uh, it was cool. Uh, I, dude, I can nerd out on this shit. Like, he was talking about some, like, uh, to get off tangent, not that there's really a tangent. Uh, <laughs> uh, but he was talking about, like, the same shit Tin taught me. Like, my crew back in Thailand, the yeah. step pulled knee. Like, just that step. Like that. But he was going, like, even more subtle. Like, Tin would go nice and deep. And quarter turns are, like, nice and deep. Like, steps outside of the other person's foot. But Rod Tang, all he did was, like, he, his stance was like this. His hips were back. Uh-huh. He'd control somebody with his upper body. And then, anytime they'd throw a kick, he just swept. You know? Mm. And, uh, he'd just take little steps. Like, just micro steps in yeah. the pool. You really don't need too much. Mm-hmm. Like, uh... In my last fight, the knee that I hit that guy with to the liver, like, I think it was towards the end of the second round when I got the standing eight count, because I I clinched him, hit him with a knee, and then, like, did a tiny little, like, skip with my feet, like a tiny little stomp, and hit him with the same knee on the left side, and he bent forward and, like, basically dropped, and I thought about kneeing him in the head, but I was like, you know what, I'm gonna just, like, back up, try to punch, but... That ended up being called as a standing eight count because he essentially dropped after I hit him with the knee to the body. Um, it was just off of a tiny skip. It wasn't like a whole, like we teach fundamentals, like we have you do the whole pendulum step mm-hmm. and stuff, but it was just a tiny like stomp of the feet. It didn't have to be huge. So yeah, that's fucking, that's cool. It was beautiful. Speaking of knees to the head. Mm. You remember when uh, Deuce went against that one dude, uh, 
Shout out Devin Nguyen, that dude. Nguyen. Nguyen, yeah. Nguyen. Yep. Uh, he fights for Jim O. Shout out them. I'm not... They're... Like, I had the opportunity... The guy went from Jim O. Huh? I think my debut was a guy from Jim O. Maybe. Honestly, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, they're not a bad gym. They're actually pretty nice. They're one of the only other gyms that actually have, like... Clinch. Boy tie, boy tie, yeah. Yeah, the, I think Sam Marler went to Jim O too. I think so. I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, and that's why I say, like, clinch. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I met a couple of those dudes yesterday at the seminar, and I got to clinch with them, and it was fun. Nice. It was cool. I got to talk to them. Yeah, Deuce didn't even knee that kid in the face. He actually pulled back and kicked. Like, he didn't knee him. Uh, he definitely thought about it. You could see in the fight. If you go back and watch it, it's on YouTube now. But you can see in the fight where he thought about kneeing him and then he like backed up and he kicked him. But yeah, that kid was doing the same thing where he got hit really hard in the body and then just folded forward. Um, and, you know, they have aspirations of being a pro. They're going to have to learn to just not do that. Because boy, oh boy, is that going to be like my favorite thing. Yes, bro. Like, just when you can. I think one of the reasons I went so hard in the clinch for my last two fights, like four and five, is because, like, in fight number three, uh, when we both had two fights the same day down mm-hmm. in Myrtle Beach mm-hmm. 2021. Yep. Uh, the Fall Classic. Um, that was. Like, that third fight I had, I dropped him with a liver shot to the knee. And I, I think, like... You mean it. Yes. Liver shot... Oh, okay. To the knee. Yeah, no, with the knee. With yeah, the I knee. Understand. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I need him in the liver mm-hmm. in the third round. I was just... And then I dropped him. And it was the yep. first time I ever dropped somebody. And I just went yeah, crazy, bro. Yeah, fucking awesome. And then, like, I think my last two fights, I was just looking back to it because... I wasn't really worried in Thailand. Like, I was actually really calm and collected yeah. uh, during my fight. And it, until, like, the f- fifth round, because I had never fought a fifth round before. Yeah. And I didn't even know it was a five-round fight. And then I get there and it passed <laughs> the third round. I was like, oh, oh I have two more. <laughs> I was okay. like, okay. okay. <laughs> I mean, that's just, like, nights in the gym where you're, like, doing a hella sparring and then people call out you know like oh fucking two more or five more and you thought you were done uh, we've been in those situations yeah fucking mike comes in for his birthday and wants to do 30 rounds 35 35 fucking rounds like next year it'll be 36 right or how i'm not sure exactly how old he is but shout out mike call shout out mike Mr. Fucking, yeah no he fucking does work when he's in there but yeah no man it's cool um have you rolled with him? Have I rolled with him once? Yeah. He's nice with jujitsu, bro. Yeah. He he was like very helpful in uh in the rolls. But yeah, no man. Like with your first knockdown, you got it from a body shot? Mm-hmm. That's nice. That's nice. And I think the past couple fights I've been hunting that. That's why I run into the clinch because I'm like, mm-hmm. yo, I know I can hurt him to the body because I've right. hurt people to the body like that before. Yeah. I feel like I've hurt people to the body in almost every fight that I had. Except maybe my second fight, which is ironically where I got my first knockdown, you know. And for me, it's like if you uh, 
if you even train martial arts, you don't even have to fight to kind of understand the feeling that I got when I connected to this dude's chin. Like it what not I don't mean like the emotional feeling or anything like that, but just like when you hit something exactly right and you feel the impact you feel the impact go all the way from your fucking knuckles up your forearm down your arm into your shoulder and you feel that full throttle connection like perfect extension perfect shot um you can do that on the pads you can hit that on a bag maybe you've hit it in sparring kind of a dick move if you feel it going all the way up your arm but that's how it was for me when i got my first knockdown i literally like hit this kid with a rear teep a lead teep stepped forward into my stance pawed out a jab and then just cracked him with the right and i felt it buzz all the way up my arm and then he dropped to a knee and that was my first knockdown and for me it was fucking like oh yeah okay that's sick but in the in the moment, all I was thinking was like, okay, I have this fight now. Because otherwise, it was competitive, and he had cracked me really fucking hard in the first. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I probably lost the first round. Going into the second, I knocked him down, and it was like, uh, it was like a, kind of a wave of relief. Like, okay, I have this fight. I can do this shit. Like, I'm not losing. The fuck are you talking about? And, <laughs> and it gave me a renewed confidence. Um... That was the one in the hood, yeah. Yeah, that was the one in the hood. That was fucking weird. Yeah, there was this one time, Isaac's second fight. Do you remember the date or no? No. Yeah. Uh, what was the promotion's name again? Um, Beast Mode Killers Promotion. Shout out them, bro. Hopefully they're still doing good. And we know their gym's still up and training. Uh, so I, the gym might have been called something else. Um, yeah, the gym might have been called something else. But uh, shout out them, bro. It was a cool little thing. You guys got to fight for him a couple times. Uh, that was your second fight, bro. That shit was bonkers. Cause you the got- rule set was so fucking weird. Because I went from my first fight, full contact. I don't want that. Um, it wasn't good. But Mine was so sweet. Yeah, I didn't like it. But um, my first full contact fight was in Muay Thai. It was in a cage. It was full rules These Muay Thai. These ones taste different. Like the juice doesn't taste I the same. I don't want it. Right now, bro. I'm good. I'm not eating the fucking tangerine. It's a halo. Okay, whatever, bro. Either way. (laughs) First fight, full ruse Muay Thai. The only thing I couldn't do was knee this guy in the head. Um, And then I went from that fight where I felt like confident in my elbows, confident in my clinch. I need that guy to fucking death in that match as well. Like... Felt like all my tools were sharp, but then I go into a fight that's now, I don't know, international, what is that, international rules Mm -hmm. kickboxing, where you can literally only punch and kick. Mm -hmm. You can't clinch, you can't knee, you can't catch kicks and counter, like, you can literally only punch and kick. The thing that makes you horrible when there are knees. (laughs) Right, 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 and it just... it was annoying, but it was still just a fight, you know? Mm. I got in a lot of positions where I felt like I could knee him, but I wasn't allowed to. Mm. And that was a weird thing to deal with, but I feel like it made me a better striker with my hands and, like, my creativity between my feet and my hands. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it was also fun to just like teep teep him over. I think I <laughs> teeped him over like twice. I kicked him one time with just like a body kick to the arms and he fell over. Like it was fun. But definitely not trying to not knee people and elbow people. Like I want all my tools. When you can get all that shit rolling, bro, it feels so nice. Oh yeah, dude. Like that last fight in Thailand when it was my first fight without shin guards, elbow pads, head gear, mm-hmm. uh, first five rounder, all that bullshit. And it was my fifth fight, so that's like five fives. <laughs> um, Damn. It was bonkers, bro. It felt so nice. I wish I... I, I the first one you did with no headgear, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah, crazy. Yep, no headgear, no shin guards, Damn. none of that. First time, everything. Hell yeah. I just kept telling myself, I've done this before. Yeah, I've, and he could have need you in the face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you could have need him in the face. Yeah, and I tried, but... Okay. I, it, that's not... Like, I was swinging more for circle knees because when I gave him space, he had some nice elbows. I figured I could smother him, and he was getting more and more tired. And then I got in my head in, like, the fifth round-ish, just because it was the first time, like, my first time there. And then the fourth round, I was like, wow, this is really a five-round fight. I I feel tired. And I remember thinking that, even though I wasn't really tired. You just told yourself you were tired. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even though I definitely won that round, like watching it back, I know I had the second round, the fourth round, and the fifth round. Yeah. Uh, or no, no, I know I had the second, third, and fifth round. Maybe not the fourth, because that's where I did beat myself, and I did get in my head. Uh, and I like I very vividly remember that, and I think that's important. I think that's important when you when you face a situation like that, and then you're like, what the fuck was that thought? Because I was like, what? Like, I remember thinking, like, what the fuck was that thought? Uh, because I've never felt like that before. Yeah. And uh, then I was able to, like, control myself and then come back the fifth round. And honestly, bro, I thought I won that. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to Joe Rogan's most recent podcast with uh, Corey Sanhagen. Mm-hmm. I was listening to it yesterday on my ride home from the seminar, the Rod Ting seminar. Uh and Joe Rogan talked about this time Corey Sanhagen told him about how he wishes every time he won it felt like a loss because a loss just makes you grow and that shit really resounded with me because it felt like I won I had thought I won I thought what I I did what I needed to do to win and I thought like I really thought I won And then I lost and I had to look at everything, bro. And that's like, I've looked at everything. Yeah. It just caused you to get better. It just improved your game. Yeah. Yeah. For Uh, sure. And I don't know, dude, my next fight's going to be crazy. Whenever the fuck that is. Boy, (laughs) Uh, I'm not saying that I'm going to sit out until I have a blue belt to do MMA, but I am saying that I'm going to keep doing jujitsu and then once I get a blue belt, we're going to start looking for MMA. I respect it, bro. You do you. I, yeah. No, like, I mean, like, Boo is the only other person to have a blue belt and have enough striking credentials to, to do. do an MMA fight right now. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't have anybody to train MMA rounds with, really. Mm-hmm. 
um, like or a class for that. Yeah. Um, so we like need to step up a little bit with our with our jujitsu and shit. You know, oh, bro, I love we need to step up on the jujitsu. Fucking get get our blue belts and get into MMA. I mean, I know it's not an easy feat, but it's also not an easy feat to get good at striking and take full contact fights. So mm-hmm. you just have to focus your discipline in a different way. Is what I'm looking at now. I'm mm-hmm. trying to schedule times so that I don't burn myself out. And I can still like teach classes, train some Muay Thai. Because when you teach classes, you're still getting reps. You're still explaining and Mm -hmm. thinking about it constantly. Like, mm -hmm. keep going, my bad. No, you're good. But it's a balance of, uh, it's a balance of like teaching the classes, still training Muay Thai to keep myself sharp on my feet, and then adding in the Jiu Jitsu where I can. But also consistently, you know, because it has to be like important. You have to take it seriously if you want to get good at jujitsu, um, just like anything else. But <clears throat> I love jujitsu, bro. It's a I... lot of fun, dude. But also, like, if I'm there, like, coaching, um, coaching, teaching, and training, I need also like hours of my life where I'm not there and I can be just a human. Mm-hmm. and recover so it's just a balance of like the it's hours i'm working yeah and the hours i'm training and the hours you're spending on your personal life mm-hmm. it's a harmony it's a weird harmony uh like absolutely bro uh <laughs> he's like I feel, <laughs> I feel you bro facts um because i'm at a weird space right now where I did all the budgeting for Thailand, mm-hmm. and I, I want to go down there with at least five, like 5000 for three months. The plane ticket will cost me 2000 round trip, mm-hmm. and then $1,000 each month. I want to spend three months where I just focus on that, and I don't have to worry about doing anything else. And because, dude, this... <laughs> like, I love this shit, man. This is my shit, and... It's so easy for me to live, compete, and just take care of my body down there, if mm-hmm. that makes any sense. For sure. Uh, because down there, I can have a fight as long as I'm, I didn't get hurt. My fight, I can fight again next week. Mm-hmm. And I can fight again the week after that, if my body's fine. If, And I think, just for me, when I went to Thailand, it wasn't like I learned anything crazy skill-wise. Mm-hmm. It was like I had more time to invest on training. Yeah. And things were cheaper for you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I could teach English and still do my personal training online. Hey bro, if you're trying to move to Thailand, I'm gonna be slick pissed off. I'm not get I'm not moving to Thailand. I know, telling you I know, I know, I know. But you're like, gonna have to that's do- where this is leading to. You're gonna go back this second time, and then when <laughs> you come back, you're gonna be like, "Oh, bro, I found like this property out there." I have a wife. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, right. I have a kid that's four and a half years old. Like, hey, hey, yo, how? What? No. No, <laughs> no, dude, I'm not. You're gonna come back with like this specific piece of land you've been looking at, where you want to build a shack and live in Thailand now. <laughs> build a shack, start a business. Yep. <laughs> No, bro. Uh, I don't see that for myself. No. But 
I never know. Things could change, but I yeah, no, I couldn't see myself living out there. Uh, permanently, like. I definitely want to see more of Thailand mm-hmm. uh, because I think Thailand's a beautiful place and I love the people, I love the culture, I love the food, I love everything, man. Uh, I love walking down the street and going, Swatika, to every old person I see, bro. And I oh, Swatika, Swatika. Okay, nice. It's fun, man. Yeah, I've never been, but uh, definitely intrigued to go one day. Mm-hmm. I just I just want to spend three months just trying to compete. Uh, I'm just trying to compete consistently because mm-hmm. I think I really need to compete to keep leveling up. Uh, if that makes any sense, like I love jujitsu tournaments because I get to compete. Uh, I love being able to do jujitsu tournaments because I'm not a slouch in jujitsu. I love my jujitsu. I uh, I was surprised at the level I. I did jujitsu in that last tournament tapped a little too late cranked my arm a little bit but yeah. that happened for a reason man it was was that make... before or after you saw uh christian like with that crazy comeback what your, was it was your... that tournament yeah. i know but was your match after or before that enduring it was before and during oh uh so you didn't really see him get the crazy comeback stover yeah dude i watched all his matches uh but one of them was going on when i was getting off the mat and then i had to jump back on the mat and it was happening at the same time but i saw the crazy comeback when he had his arms stuck against the ball dude yeah and uh i saw that that was crazy bro yes i saw that if that's what you're talking about the crazy reversal i was just asking because like if i had seen stover do some crazy shit like that where he looked like he was about to get his arm twisted off and then came back with a with a rear naked choke like got his back like fucking hooks in choked him out um it was awesome i, I probably wouldn't have tapped right away either i'd have been like no what the fuck are you talking about i'm gonna get my arm back and then i'm gonna submit you fuck right you. yeah but no it was cool man it was good shit i'm looking to uh do some jujitsu competitions as well like, I'd love to do that Asheville one later this month. Yeah, that would be cool, man. Uh, April 20th, I think it was. 21st or some shit like that. I don't mm. know. Boo Boo sent it in their group chat. Shout out Boo Boo. Blue Boo. You gave Blue him Boo. that name and I, I... Have you ever even called him Blue Boo? Yeah, like what? I call him Blue Boo a lot. And <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, because you gave him that name and... I don't know. I love that name, Blue Boo. I'll, I'll call him. Boo. I, I either call him Blue Boo or T. He probably <laughs> has the longest road to a blue belt of any like athlete, just because he was doing all the Muay Thai fights and the jujitsu, mm-hmm. and then like had to take breaks from the Muay Thai fights or from the jujitsu in order to do Muay Thai fights, and then Johnny was like, "Oh well, if you're not consistent, then you're not consistent, motherfucker. Like mm-hmm. you're not getting the blue belt because you're fighting." And Johnny says he's not biased about Muay Thai people, but he likes jujitsu people more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, I mean not. I mean, fucking, he likes everybody. But like, yeah, I don't shout know. Shout out Johnny Buck, bro. Shout out Rogue Combat Club, always mm-hmm. and forever. Like, I, the MMA Sevador was fucking awesome. Like, we had just an MMA Sevador this weekend because. 
We've had classes at the gym where there was MMA, but unfortunately the people who asked for the classes didn't show up for them. So like with a business like an MMA gym, if you have a program and there's only like three or four people attending the class every week consistently consistently then that class is going to be cut off and replaced with a more successful class like us just a jiu-jitsu class or just a muay thai class because the attendance there is higher consistently so we brought the mma workshop back to bring attention to it we had at least like 20 people in there 25 maybe rolling around, double-legging each other, throwing punches. So we had guys from jiu-jitsu that didn't know shit about striking, and then guys like myself who didn't know shit about wrestling or jiu-jitsu just going in there and learning everything. So it brought attention to it. And, you know, if we keep doing them and they keep success, then eventually we'll have our MMA classes, which is something I feel like we need. I felt complete. At that lot, like we had one more final like jujitsu class or MMA class last May. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the last time we had an MMA class at Rogue, and uh, it was the the day I got my associate's degree. And I've told you this, but uh, it was the first chance I had to do MMA, and like that it. shit felt so complete. It felt so. It's complete. so cool. It's so much better. Yeah. At that time, at that time, I was focusing hard on my jujitsu and wrestling, and I was mm-hmm. doing Muay Thai like maybe three, four times a week. Uh, you remember this? Yeah. That's when like I was just going hard, and jujitsu because mm-hmm. I came back from the head thing, and that was like I want to do this smarter. Yeah. And I was like I'm focusing on my jujitsu and my wrestling, my control, and then I find I like I I did one like the one of the only times I could make classes on saturday was that later time is that also like do other stuff you know Mm -hmm. and then i made it the very last mma class and it felt so complete like yeah man i think i don't know dude like it felt different it felt really different i let this go out i apologize but uh it felt it felt so complete and like my striking has never felt like that before and it felt so crisp mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and my grappling it hadn't felt like that it felt so fluid yeah i think i was there because i would consistently you, attend those you were uh you were at the desk at the time ah you were training sense, at the desk sense. that's why you couldn't be there but i was do- i was going with ron john bob i think christian Big Lo- bob Hmm? Mexican Christian. Like Santini? Christian Santini? Santini, yeah, I don't know whose name I was trying to say. Okay. What name did I say? I don't know, fucking Lopalot. Nah, I don't, some bullshit. No idea, sir. Uh, yeah. But, uh, and then uh, Jose think- would come to the classes yes too. and yeah. i think he was there and it, i just felt so complete like just jab take down jab cross take down like yeah. i love that shit bro like it's I nice think. to it's nice to rep and then like practice the wrestling in with your striking mm-hmm. changes your footwork a little bit mm-hmm. but no it feels nice man it just it does feel right to like practice all of it together in one session mm-hmm. instead of dividing it and then 
even if you wrestle in the beginning of a jujitsu class a little bit, nobody's throwing punches at you. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to slip, bob, and then take down. Yeah, I've been like playing with my head movement and my face and stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, I love it, bro. Monday mornings with Boo Boo, we get some good work and we do fundamentals Monday mornings. So yeah, uh, we practice a little. We play a little bit with the takedowns and we have fun with that for a little bit. But it's like we break down something and Mm -hmm. we get better at it. And I love that. And then we have open rolling for like the last thirty minutes. Uh, 40 minutes like however long you stay hell yeah so i'll probably come to that class tomorrow then. oh dude i would love it let's like, do it it's uh, sealed on the books so i have to come to mondays now but yeah. that'll work out though because i can do monday morning jujitsu i can do tuesday at noon for my muay thai it'll give me plenty of hours of recovery i think for wednesday like i won't be sparring on tuesday so it'll just be some pad rounds on tuesday most likely and then Sparring's on Wednesday, and then Saturday I'll be able to do probably either my pick of like jujitsu or or Muay Thai that day, whatever I'm feeling. Friday I have to, well Friday I can do the same thing, you know. Friday I can pick either jujitsu class at five thirty or the open mat now at five thirty. Mm. We had a couple people into the open mat. Um, it was fun. I wanted to go. Um, yeah, it worked out because that mat lab that goes on like at six forty-five is not super bubble. not super popular, but it's a lot of high-level jujitsu guys in there, and they totally don't mind the high-level sure. Muay Thai guys staying after the open mat and doing some sparring and stuff like that, some sparring drills, and that's what we did. So we could probably utilize that time to do some like MMA drills in there if you wanted on Friday nights. Um, but yeah, we should take a Joe, Joe Rogan style piss break because I got to pee. Yeah. Uh, let's say something cool. Say something. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Wait, is it? Okay, we're good. We're why back are, on. Why is it recording down there? I don't know. Oh, it's right That's here. super weird. It's right here. Oh, okay. Cool. It's right there, but well, we're, we're good. retarded. Isaac's Not retarded. retarded. Not retarded. Sorry. Just want to say shout out to Hong Kong Poi. Wait, no, that's not her name. Yu Yu Yao Poi. She Yu-Yao fights Poi. for one. She fights out of Hong Kong. She's obviously our downloaded in Hong Kong. She has to be our downloaded Hong Kong. Yu Yao Poi. Like, she does boy tie. And, and she's, she's like on fire right now. Yeah. You know what that means, right? It's because of us. Think about it, bro. What, because we told her how to with her first fight in the no last bro, episode? not the last episode it's because we inspired her in the, early, in the early episodes shout out the pursuit of jagginess yeah sure sure <laughs> <laughs> it's like episode four or something i think that's like that first one we, we recorded uh the pursuit of jagginess and because of those tips we gave her yu ya poi the lady in hong kong the episode she downloaded was that episode. And right now, right now, she just got another fight bonus. She should donate it to the Jagoff Hour. That's <laughs> all I'm saying, bro. Because you're welcome. She also has coaches to pay and, like, trainers and probably a nutritionist. And the Jag. She's like strength and conditioning people she has to pay. <laughs> and then, like, her rent. 
and she's trying to save money for her own retirement. So she's like trying to overthrow China right now. Leave her alone. She trying. Oh, Hong Kong is in China. What? Hong Kong is in China. I think that's somehow a controversial issue. It is. It's a yeah. very because China just said, hey, "Yo, you're part of us now," and they're like, "No," and it's like, "Yeah, yeah, you are." It's like okay, fine. I mean, it'd been for years. Like they were just like, "Okay, fine." You can kind of be your own country, but, you know, we're still right here, so. And then they just kind of say, yeah, no, you're China now. You're China again. Yeah, so like it's like you were Hong in the Kong, past. China. Yeah, yeah it's, been a, it's been an issue with Hong Kong and China for years now. But Honestly, if it was me, I'd just throw a couple elbows. At China? You just hit yeah. China with a couple elbows? It'd try and, like, throw a kick at me or something. I'd take a step to the side. I'd catch the kick just like Rod Tang told me to I make sure it's nice and tight and then I'm right here I take a step with my right foot I nail on the leg and sorry. then I whip with a spinning elbow sorry and then I return I get no. the jab distance and then I go one see I think three, Zhang Wei Li is going to take issue her. with what you're saying and Zhang Wei Li is going to come double leg you on your head <laughs> shout out her bro yeah. I, me and Zhang I think, she, I think she could do it I mean she picked up Francis Ngannou, I think she could double leg you, bro. All I'm saying hey, is listen, I listen, have listen. my associate's degree. I'm sure Zhang Weili has a doctorate or some shit. Because <laughs> her parents were like, you have to be mad successful. And then if you want to do this, you can do this. <laughs> She's a doctor UFC fighter. Like that See, one look. guy, Zabit Zermagabudabov. <laughs> Zermagabudabov. I don't know his name, but I think his name was Zabit. A, an actual doctor from Russia who I don't think fought he was MMA. a doctor. I think there was a doctor guy. I don't who think was a doctor guy? was a doctor. Maybe I don't know who I'm talking about. There's a wrong name, but you know. You can fact check me right now, bro. Mm, my name's not Jamie. I see I need a fact check, bro. I'm just trying to enjoy my water, you son of a bitch. And we need to figure this shit out. Is Zhang Wei Li... What the fuck am I fact-checking? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, give me two seconds. What was it? Uh, here, type in, is Zhang Weili? Mm-hmm. Single. No! <laughs> I'm kidding, bro. She, she too big up in the chest. You know what I'm saying? What are you talking about? She like she like wide, bro. She wide. No, like like her shoulders are broad, like extremely broad. She not married right now, and she says she isn't focused on a relationship with anybody at this point. So by her the only time, spotlight is on her fighting career. By the time, the Jag becomes the champion of the world. By the time that happens. Which I plan is like seven-ish, eight-ish years, something like that. So long, long journey. Uh, <laughs> uh, she'll be available. She'll be like, all right, I'm done fighting now. And then I'll be like, D1 babies. And then I take the babies <laughs> and I raise them in Thailand. Okay? Are you listening? And they fight from two years no, old. No, 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 no. Are you listening? I'm not ruining their brain like that. What are you talking about? And then I'm taking them from Thailand when they're like four or five. To Russia. Oh, 
I didn't think about that. No, you know, when they're like four or five, then I take them to Brazil. And then they live in Brazil for a few years. And, and when do jujitsu? Like, and then when they're in Brazil for a few years. My listen, homie, when they're my like, dog, my G, why are you going to teach them jujitsu before you teach them wrestling? Listen. No. Linda. No. no. Linda. Linda, no. listen. <laughs> and they're going to stay there for a few more years. So they're going to be like 11-ish years old now. Silly. And then we're going to Russia. And I'm like, you guys are going to this school in Kyrgyzstan or Dagestan. And I'm leaving you guys here until you're 18. And then I'll come back in six years and they'll hate me. You're going to have but them. But they're going to become monsters. You're going to have them pulling guard in Dagestan and then getting destroyed no, by the wrestlers. They're going to have their teach faith them jiu-jitsu before, before you fucking teach them wrestling. Because it's important to understand, like, I think now more than ever, it's really to important to understand how submissions can work in your wrestling, even like legal freestyle or Greco or Greco-Roman or freestyle or whatever right, the fuck they right. want to call it. Um, <laughs> uh, like, I think that's really important. Like knowing how to apply that pressure is really important. Like we'd spend more time in Thailand focusing on striking and getting that ingrained in their brain and then teaching them like you guys still got a shadow box but now you got to try and do submissions okay. okay and by this point in Brazil they have to be good wrestlers bro they this, have this to. hypothetical with Zhang Weili and your no Zhang Weili can leave children the super athlete children are mine bro listen that's Linda. not going to work and then when they become 18 after Dagestan they're going to live with their mother Zhang Weili in China and then they learn karate. They learn taekwondo. Taekwondo. No, that's Korea. Um, yeah, they're not going to Korea. Uh, it's not in the plan right now. The Korean athletes are insane, though. Like actual taekwondo in Korea is insane. Mm. If you watch videos of that shit, like that's I've a, done that that's shit. That's a fight. What? Yeah. He's like, I've done all the extreme sports in all the countries. I have my associate's including degree. Including Thailand. I have my associate's degree. What can I say? You definitely went to Thailand. Yep. There's no alleged on that. And South Korea. Allegedly. There's no alleged on that. There is. I have plane tickets. For Thailand. And South Korea. Allegedly. And Allegedly. Atlanta, Georgia. Where I killed JFK. Ayo. Yep. Okay. Um, Atlanta. Was he killed in Atlanta? I have no fucking idea. <laughs> I know that's where the JFK is. I think so. I think he was killed in the South, but like, I don't know about Atlanta. Fact check me. Man, I'm over here trying to get some banana bread. <gasps> I ate too much banana bread. I don't need any more. Oh, dude, my. It's carbs on carbs. I'm gonna have prime rib before I go to work today. I bought a prime rib. They were on sale at Publix. Mad broke again. Um, but it's going to be a beautiful Easter meal. And it's like literally I'm going to have that. And I'm going to bring you some pie, bro. Sick. I'm going to bring you some pie. It's going to be wild because it's going to blow your mind. Sick. But I guess we call it it on this episode's Jagoff Hour. Because I got to pee.
yeah. And I thought you already. We already took a pee break. Bro. I didn't. I didn't see. You're ridiculous. I'm, I'm fucked up, bro. Ridiculous. I'm well, sorry. That's okay. Next time. Next time. Never mind. I'm not gonna say that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Either way, if you guys enjoy the podcast, fucking leave us a review on Apple Podcast, like on Spotify, wherever you're listening, um, and we'll see you around. And shout out the boys in Belgium. Oh, I thought we could still hear. Undo, undo, uh-huh. undo. Okay, wait. Um, shit, fuck.